you damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Monday. Hope everybody's having a good July so far. Still kind of hot out there. 103, 105, what'd you see over the weekend? I saw 103.3. I saw some, yeah, it was, it was bad. It was bad. When the temperature gets up there and starts sounding like, you know, radio station frequencies, that is not good. Hope everybody is trying to stay cool. We are closing in on football season, 54 days away from that first Texas football game, and just a couple days away from Big 12 Media Days. This is that classic dead week in sports. All-star game, home run derby tonight, throw in a little MLB draft, and the Big 12 decided this is the week they get together at Jerry World. We got all that going on today. It's Chad and Zay on a Monday. I'm Chad Hastings, and he is Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? Chad, what's poppin'? What's poppin'? Happy Monday, everybody. Feeling good? Couple days till Big 12 Media Day. Your boy's gonna have to get a fresh cut. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Haven't had a cut since before the honeymoon, so it's a must. Headed to the old barbershop, huh? Yep. Do you go old school barbershop, a little more of a new modern salon? Do you you have someone in the family that does it for free? What do you do? Oh, never have anybody in the family, unless if they're a professional. That's what I'm saying. Some people are lucky. Nah, hell no. I don't do homemade cuts no more. Cece ruined me with that. Cece used to cut your hair? Oh, it was terrible. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just grab the clippers and go? Oh, and he's bald like Michael Jordan 93. Like, it's... Because all I do is clippers, but it results in this. You don't right. need this mess. Yeah, it was terrible. The bald fade back in grade school days, horrible. Still never forgive CC for yeah, that. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, absolutely not. No, nah, my guy Manny, hold it down. He's a little old school, a little modern, a little mix of both, which I, I'm good with that. You know, that's the nostalgia okay. barbershop. You know, the twirling, red, white, and blue symbol He got enough old, enough old school and enough new school. Exactly. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, so Zayo get all cleaned up and ready to roll. And, yes, Wednesday is Big 12 Media Days. And uh, right now the plan is we will be there on Wednesday as well. Light the Tower and this show. We're working on some, uh, some details and getting everything set and trying to figure out uh, some timelines and time frames and all that kind of stuff. But uh, it's going to be an interesting time with obviously four new teams showing up. In fact, Zay, I got some media stuff over the weekend. I need to shoot it over to you uh, from Cincinnati. I saw that. Did you Did you get that? I, I got that. Good, you were on that. Yeah, right, I wanted to make that. sure. Um, so since you were on the yeah, – I'm glad they sent it to you. Uh, since you got credentialed for Big 12, now you're on that list. That's good to know. Um, I didn't know if they just sent that to me and then I'm supposed to throw it to people. But, yeah, Cincinnati almost kind of waving at us like, hey <laughs> – Remember, we're joining your conference. Hey, remember the school that Kenyon Martin went to? Oh, that's the wrong sport. Remember the school that um, Bob Huggins coached that? Bob Huggins. Oh, no, no. What's, Bob. His, what's yo, his name? Yo, hold on. Say a name they'll know. Say a football yeah, yeah, name. Yeah, before we get to Cincinnati, yo, Bob Huggins, shame on you for wanting your job back. Like you're not just mucking up multiple times this season, being ridiculous, dropping the worst F-bomb you can drop on radio, and then coming back drunk as hell and driving, and then you have the nerve, the audacity to ask for your job back. Did he really? Yes. Like, publicly, he asked for West Virginia to reconsider? Basically, yes. <laughs> I deserve my job back. I didn't technically, you know, fire myself, and yeah, he, for some reason, thinks he deserves it. I, I don't really understand, Bobby. I don't, I don't get it, but yeah, man, shout out to Cincinnati. I, hey, come on in. Why not? Dang. 
but yeah, yeah, wow. I, I, yeah. Bob Huggins. Once you brought up Cincinnati, I started oh, thinking yeah. of Bob and, and, and stuff, and shame on him. And by the way, the Cincinnati people would like for you not to think of him right away. Okay, probably. Okay, just, um, just making sure they want you to think about what's my man's name slinging it in Atlanta right now that you think's going to lose his job. What's his name? Oh, Desmond Ritter. Ritter. Thank you. That's the name they want. Ever remember the school Desmond Ritter went to? Sauce Gardner. That Sauce Gardner, even better, even better. Sauce Gardner. Hey, y'all, the defensive player of the year. Do you know that he played right here at Cincinnati? <laughs> what do they call it? Nippert Stadium or whatever. I've been to that stadium. It is not massive. It is not a massive stadium. Travis uh, Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. There you go. There He's you go. The best one. Much better. In fact, I'm going to double check Zay right now. If I say forty five thousand over under on the stadium at Cincinnati, what do you think it is? Ooh, uh, under. You think it's under? Yeah. Nippert Stadium. Yeah, good job. 40,000. Yeah, that sounds about right. 40,000. Sounds about right. Capacity. By the way, if you're a TCU fan, go ahead and bow your shoulders as I say that. 40,000, because I think TCU's up at like 45. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. TCU and Tech over in a, in a different, different category when it comes to those stadiums. Y'all be proud of that. Y'all be absolutely proud of that. TCU, 47. Yeah, that's solid. 47 for yeah, TCU. Pack Come that on. Horny Toad Stadium hey, and get rolling. Baylor's at 45. 45 plus in that new place. Oh, I'm sorry, Tech fans. 60,000. Take that, Cincinnati. Man, that's a lot of tortillas on that field. Take that. 60,000. All right, so we will be talking about a couple of the newbies today as when we uh, are at Big 12 Media Days on Wednesday, the two new teams. Uh, Cincinnati will be part of day two, remember. So what we'll be dealing with, though, is BYU and Houston. So we'll get into a little bit of that talk coming up. If you want to jump in on the Specs text line, 337-3776 is the number. And Zay, I want to hear specifically from one group of people today. I want to hear from the Black and Silver Nation. I want to hear from Spurs fans that, for the first time maybe in their lives, recorded a summer league game on a Friday and then hopefully knew there was one on a Sunday, recorded them both, and watched Victor Wimbenyama. Let's talk about how he looked so far. What did you see from Mr. Long Lean number one for the Spurs? Friday night, Chad, I saw a bust. Future <laughs> Anthony Bennett, future Michael Oliver Candy. I told you the Mavs should have they should have waited till 10. What are we doing? What were the NBA scouts thinking, Chad? <laughs> what the hell is going on? Seven foot five, looking all dangly. You got the Britney Spears issues going on. Mm. Is he focused? What the hell is going on? And then last night, he showed you, oh, oh, th- this is what number one means. This is what. Uh, the best prospects this LeBron James means. 27 points for that ass, 12 rebounds, 3 blocks in 27 minutes. Mm. Look, summer league basketball, tough watch. Victor Wimbanyama, he realized it early. Yo, this is tough because there's NBA athletes out here, not NBA IQs out here. Just a lot of good guys. Yeah, not NBA scheming going on. See guys in Puerto Rico, you'll see guys that he's playing against. Guys in China, Europe, etc. Which ain't bad. Being a professional hooper overseas, ain't nothing wrong with that. But there's levels to this, man. There's levels to this. And what we saw on Friday, he had to get his feet wet. There's been a lot going on. If you heard him in his press conference, the dude talked about, man, I haven't really been able to focus on basketball in months because it's been a whirlwind of interviews, being a number one pick, prepping. You know, again, he's coming from overseas. So 
it's like it's different with the media. He has to adjust to that on being that dude, being maybe the face of the league in a couple of years. Hell, he's already right there. Everybody wants to talk to him. Everybody wants to see him. You got crazy ass, you know, now be star celebs trying to touch him and stuff. It's, it's pretty nuts for him. So he hasn't been able to focus on basketball. And I love what he talked about in his presser last night after he dropped the 27. Yo, I'm just going to go, you know, I'm going to go black for a couple of months and just chill. I ain't going to be on social media. Y'all ain't going to see me. And again, he just had that dinner with David Robinson, Tim mm-hmm. Duncan, Sean Elliott, Manu Ginobili. Like, they probably said, yo, bruh, if you want to succeed in this lead, you got to do this type of stuff. Yeah, there. I just I've been watching the Last Dance for the last few weeks. The way that Michael Jordan and the media was about him, yo, it was bonkers. That was the '90s. Now it's 2000s. Like some guys embrace that. We just saw LeBron James coaches coaching his son. Like some guys just love always being in the limelight, mm-hmm. and some guys can handle that and also be able to put up numbers on the court and do what you're supposed to do with your job, and that's be of the best professional athlete you can, but also take on the burden that is being one of the faces of the league. So he's still getting used to all that. But yeah, Chad, what he put on the show he put on last night, like his jumper is so smooth. Like it doesn't even look like it's just a little flick of the wrist. Like I can't wait till he adds range because he's gonna add range to his shot. Yeah. I know Pop's probably early, which Pop, congratulations on that eighty mil for five years, well deserved, greatest coach in NBA history. It's good timing too. Great, great timing, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, he was there last night chilling. He probably put four hundred on Black before he went down to Thomas and Max Center. Like, <laughs> why not? You just got eighty million. Live your life, dog. But Pop's probably gonna let him know, dude. You're seven foot five. You don't necessarily have to take long threes because you could shoot over everybody. On Friday, I thought he struggled with just kind of figuring out the NBA game. Again, you're playing with a lot of guys that won't be on this roster once October comes around. So they're all fighting for themselves. Everybody's out. I'm trying to get mine. I got to look good, not just for the San Antonio Spurs, but for everybody else in the league and also people overseas. So a lot of you see a lot of selfish basketball in summer league. That's why I can't stand it. You see a lot of selfish, <laughs> just bad, I'm thinking about me yeah. basketball, and that's where it could get just terrible. And he, Victor Wembanyama, he experienced that a lot. On Friday, last night, he let the game come to him. They did a lot of good pick-and-pop stuff for him. He was, man, he attacks the defensive end. Like, he is a very good shot blocker. He had five on Friday, you know, three last night. He changes games just with his contest over that seems like a 10-something-foot wingspan when he just puts his hand up. He's a ridiculous talent and generational player, and I feel the Spurs. If they're going to shut him down for the rest of the summer league, Hey, you should. Let him go do his thing. Let him work out. Let him get adjusted to San Antonio. Let him get adjusted to America. This is the first time a 19-year-old kid is coming to America and living. So he has a lot of adjustments ahead of him, and I like what we saw this weekend. Even on Friday, he did some things, and I liked what he saw. You're not always going to have a good game, but he has a good demeanor about him. He carries himself the right way, and, yeah, you could see why Pop signed five years, $80 million to keep on coaching this team that he's coached ever since I was in diapers, basically. Yeah, it's true. Uh, somebody texted us. I love people calling him a bust after the first game. Ridiculous. Go Spurs. Go. Uh, somebody also, uh, Captain Caveman, asking, um, who do you think has a better career, Chet or Wimby? I do think Chet wins the Rookie of the Year this year, but Wimby ends up with the better in the long run. 
Yeah, I think Wemby's going to end up better. Victor feels like the answer to that to me. Yeah. Um, so, a couple things here. The 27, 12, and 3 blocks. First off, no Spurs ever done. No Spurs ever had 25 and 10 in a summer league game, ever, until now. But also, no Spur had that line, 27, 12, and 3 blocks, all last season. All last year, <laughs> nobody got close. But the most impressive one to me, Zay, was I love the, the ball handling at that size is so stupid. I've seen 74 before, 7374, but he's not a Manute Bowl 73 or or 7 plus. He's not a Sean Bradley 7 plus where it looks big and clunky and it doesn't move well. It's more Ralph Sampsony. We talked about Ralph on his birthday the other day, but the ball handling's incredible. How effectively he can dribble low if he needs to, but the play where he is basically setting himself down on the block. Trying to get a pass, trying to go old school, back it down. That's how it started. (laughs) Then Victor realizes it's not going to work. Then he comes all the way up outside the three-point line on the right wing. They get him the ball. He goes crossover dribble, moves to his left, works for a 16-foot just off the right elbow jumper, and nailed it over a defender. And I thought, oh, my God. Different. I have never seen seven foot three do that. It's different when you see him get his own put back for dunks, yep. and he barely gets off the ground. <laughs> yet his arms are way above the rim. That's stupid. Like yep. he had that floater yesterday. Uh, he went along the baseline, shot a floater, it went over the rim. He got his own rebound and then finished for and yeah, one. Went to the other side like it was no big like deal. It was nothing. Like, it was no big deal. There was one play that he got stopped in his tracks. He tried to go to the left, spin uh, towards the middle to the left. It didn't work out. So he was like, well, let's just try to the right because I have long-ass arms and my arms is basically out of bounds when I throw up this sky hook. Did that and scored. Like, it's he's going to realize how easy it is to score because everybody's going to try to get under him and stop the ball handling. And he's just going to have to really focus on knocking shots over people like Kevin Durant, like Dirk. When Dirk's realized, you know what? I'm just going to start shooting over everybody. Dirk was unstoppable. It was probably around once Nash left because the ball was in Nash's hands so much. It kind of limited Dirk. Once Dirk just realized, okay, an ISO's on the wing, I could just jab step you and look you down because I could shoot over everybody and I'm seven foot and the ball goes freaking 30 feet in the sky and just drops purely in the rim, he became unstoppable, and that's why he's a top-ten scorer. When Wimby realizes that, it's a wrap. It's an absolute wrap. Like the, you, I see the Czech Holmgren comparisons. I get it. They're around you know, the same height and stuff, very long, lanky guys. And Holmgren does a lot with that 7-plus. He, he does, absolutely. Just like Victor, Just yeah. with Holmgren, you're worried about his durability. Like He's already missed a season. He hasn't even played one NBA game left. Yeah, it's true. Like, yeah, I mean. Because it was in camp when he got hurt, right? Yeah, no, yeah. it was like or, in a—, in a Workout one of those, camp. Some one of those pro am games. LeBron heard him. He never actually. even got. He never even got to summer yeah, not league. Even, right? He played a couple of summer league. It was Maybe. during the summer where okay. he got hurt, though. But yeah, never played an NBA game last year. So I I could see Chep Holmgren winning Rookie of the Year just because Oklahoma City has a way better team than San Antonio at the moment mm. with a first team All NBA player Shea Gildress Alexander, Josh Giddy, and a couple other guys. But, man, yeah, the Spurs, they made the right decision. It was an easy one. And, again, Pop coming back, 
That's huge. Yeah, the five-year deal, by the way, Pop is 74, so he'll be right at 79 when it's done, maybe ready to retire, maybe ready to sign another five-year deal. Who knows? But uh, somebody says that and one he had was crazy. You mentioned that. Just looked really impressive. Uh, and, and, you know, to come back off of that first game, all the weirdness of it, and to look as fluid as he did was great. And then you mentioned, I, I thought him discussing what comes next would excite me the most if I'm a Spurs fan. These next two or three months, I know I'm not playing in the World Cup with the FIBA, and I'm just going to focus in. I can't wait to get back to working out. I can't wait to get back to basketball. He admitted the distractions. Yeah. Now, he didn't mention the Britney thing specifically, but he admit, what, what he was talking about was all the draft stuff. I got to go here. I got to go there. I got to do this interview. I got to do that interview. And it feels like he's been missing basketball. So now he'll get back into it and be able to go. The passing that he'll show off at times. Oh, at he threw s- some nasty dimes in that first game. At seven foot three to register in his brain. Okay, the plays, this, whatever I thought up is not working. The play is not working right now. I've got to figure something out. And it always felt like he was m- making a smart basketball play. Even if, like you're saying, the guy he passed it to might not be the best basketball player. That's not the point right now. They're just trying to get him to learn these things. They're bringing him along slowly. He is going at the pace they want to go. And if I'm a Spurs fan, I'm just eating every bit of this up. Yeah, there are times he should have got the ball last night, and he didn't. Yeah. They're just Absolutely. like, oh, it's a summer league for you. <laughs> just, the guy has 27 points. Let's get him the ball. The other thing I would imagine is there are a couple moments. His blocks are unique looking to me, too, because they're not – Oh, the two blocks he had last night that got a lot of attention, they weren't definitive slap-you-into-the-seats blocks. They were, you're out on the three, you think your arc is fine, and he gets into, it's almost like those guys would probably admit to you, like, dude, nobody's ever done that to me. Yeah. At that point in my shot, dude, I've let it go. It's gone. Chad, the ball's gone. It's gone. I'm just waiting to see if it's going to go in, and he tipped it enough that it comes up about three, four feet short. That's crazy. You do drills every day when you're working on your shot on guys trying to contest it. So you know, okay, this guy is four feet back. Mm -hmm. I can shoot this (laughs) my whole life. This is open for me. No problem. This is how I got to the league, hitting these types of shots. For Victor Wimbanyama, it makes no sense. That's not the same. Those arms are too long. Now, he did get embarrassed by Texas alum Kai Jones. Some, that was filthy. We did get a text giving Kai, Kai some love. Kai, that was nasty, dog. Uh-huh. I don't like that you're playing in the summer league. That's not a good sign because you're on year three. You should be past the summer league. Mm-hmm. But that's... That's how you get people talking about you, Kai, because you're now that dude, the first dude in NBA history, whether it's summer league, regular season, playoffs, et cetera, to dunk on Victor Wembenyama. And that will always be viral. And that's huge for somebody like Kai Jones. Yeah, that's huge. That was big. Uh, so if you have some thoughts, Spurs fans or otherwise, if you're just an NBA fan and you want to uh, break down Victor games one or two, by the way, their next game is tomorrow night, but there's already discussions about shutting him down. Zay, do you think he plays tomorrow at all? I wouldn't play him. You just leave him alone? Yeah. Okay. Leave him alone. Saw what you need to see? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's thought that maybe that is it for Wimbenyama, but tomorrow night would be the next time to check in if you're a Spurs fan. All right, coming up, let's get to some football. Texas football adds another commit for 2024. Texas basketball. Uh, it was going to be 24, but it actually changed, and it got better. More good news for Rodney Terry. Plus, we'll talk about the two new teams that are going to be involved on Wednesday at Big 12 Media Days. That would be BYU and U of H. Stay with us. Remember, Specs text line 337-3776. This is The Horn.
the Longhorns. Chad and Zay. Oh, now there's a summertime song right here. Summertime. What a great collab this was. Little Rob Thomas and Santana. Santana. Uh-huh. And Rob, yep. Classic. Smooth. Just incredible. Yeah, this is one of those, if you didn't know it, if you didn't, if you couldn't identify a guitar sound and know the guy, this one reminded you. Because Santana is unique. Yeah. There's a group of guitar players like that. If you played just their guitar, I'd go, oh, it sounds like that guy. And he's in the category. Santana's there. This thing took over one summer, and you couldn't get away from it. And it's still a pretty damn good song to play during the summer if, you, uh, if you'd like. It is good, good stuff. All right, so uh, lots of stuff out there. In fact... I am just trying to find it. There's an update out there. In fact, I'll just pull it up here. Uh, it, we were talking about Longhorn baseball and – excuse me. We were talking about Longhorn football and basketball. There's now an update on Longhorn baseball. We can get everybody in terms of coaching staff stuff. So let's go ahead and uh, jump into that. And, of course, Big 12 Media Day is coming up this week. There's a lot of things going on. But we have just learned – um, where did it go? There it is. Um, and shout out to Danny Davis of the Statesman who first reported it. But Texas baseball has announced that David Pierce is the new pitching coach. Okay. Ho ho. So now it's not only your thing, you're going to take over your thing. Uh, also, uh, I'd heard discussion and I saw our man Mike Hards retweet that he thought maybe Troy Tulowitzki could return. He is returning back as director of player development. Uh, and then it says, um, and then Carly Todd moving from DOPD to director of baseball ops. So the big, uh, the big ones there, Pierce and Tulowitzki back as part of the program. Yeah, bringing Tulu back. That's big that? time. Interesting. Man, Interesting. I love Tulu with the Rockies, man. I thought he was so cold. He had a couple of injuries, but, yo, he got it done over there at shortstop. I yeah. love this game. So back as player of uh, yeah, director of player development. I, I thought that was such a great move when they got him. Yeah, I just felt like having that level of guy around because uh, Tulowitzki was a flat out wizard on the oh, infield. He was stupid, and just the 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 ability. Uh, I've seen one game at the Rocky Stadium. I got lucky enough to go see them play. It was the Giants. I got to see Barry hit a home run, Barry Bonds, and I got to see Tulowitzki play. Right. Like those were really the two guys walking out of there that I went, oh my God. And I got to see, God, I guess it was Larry Walker was still with Colorado at the time and oh, s- certain guys like that. But getting to see Tulo deal a little bit out there on the infield, he made it look so simple. And you know, imparting that on on young players has got to be helpful. So that could be good news. And the respect that he has in the clubhouse, being a perennial all star, yeah. with all those gold gloves that he has, you want to learn from that because you want to get to the show one day after you have your seasons at you know with Texas baseball. So yeah, good move by David Pierce, and it'll be interesting to see him now 
completely in charge of his pitching rotation. I like that. So your new pitching coach, Longhorn fans, is David Pierce, uh, head coach and pitching coach next season in 24. So be on the lookout for that. We've also got an update for you on the football side. Texas adds number 13 to the the, uh, 2024 recruiting class. Got a commitment from Dangerfield athlete Aaron Hampton. Interesting way to go, Aaron. A-E-R-Y-N. Parents getting creative there. Aaron Hampton is uh, listed here at a as a four star. I'm seeing 5'11", 180, the athlete out of Dangerfield, the 13th commitment for Steve Sarkeesian. And Zay, we do know as many times as like I like the idea of Parker Livingstone at six four and Jordan Washington, the tight end they just got, is a six five, but he's a little thinner six five, and he's freaky and he can do different things. But we know deep down what Steve Sarkeesian wants and loves. He loves, give me about six foot, give me like 180, 190 with burners. That's what he wants. And that's what this guy is, I think. Yeah, he wants those Jalen Waddle, Henry Rugg types that he coached over there at Alabama. And you think about Aaron Hampton, who's an athlete. He could do a little bit of everything, which is very scary in the Steve Sarkeesian offense. So he was a guy that committed to Texas, kind of dropped his name out of there, and then recommitted. So you realize, mm. oh, there's a lot of talent there. Maybe when he committed first, he was like, ah, oh, the talent ain't there for my class yet. I don't know. Now it's there. Great commit. Great pickup by Steve Sarkeesian and crew. Somebody texted, that sounds like David Pierce putting his ass on the line. Oh, man. Pretty much, yeah. So what's all about? I mean, that's drawing the line in the sand, right? Hey, this is, that's what it's all about. You were just a bloop away from getting to Omaha. We know what happened at Stanford. I'm sorry, Horns fans. I do not want to remind you that. That was absolutely brutal. But you were right there and bringing Tulo back in and then you taking over as the pitching coach. Yeah, you put it on the line because you want to get back to Omaha. That's the standard. You got to start winning these championships. It's been a minute. Remember we brought Catch on and he pointed it out there since 05. Like, that's a hot minute. For this program, it that, is. If that's a hot minute no now. Doubt. I yeah. know we greedy around here. You know, Mike Malone, we some greedy bastards, especially when it comes to some Longhorn baseball. Right. But Especially when you're about to go to the conference that is stacking them up right now. Exactly. They're just winning them every single year. Yeah, can't keep placing. Got to keep it moving. Got to yeah. keep it pushing and keep on making moves to better your ball club. I like it. All right, so we got those two pieces of news, baseball and f- uh, football. How about a little basketball news, Zay? Rodney Terry just keeps it rolling. This time it's not technically adding to the 23 class, but I guess it is because you get a guy out of the 24 class that reclassifies. He was going to go somewhere else. Now he's coming to Texas. Yeah, he was going to go to LSU. Okay. Class of 24, reclassified, six foot seven, and his name is Devin Pryor. Okay. Houston kid. Very athletic, but has a long way to go. I don't know if he's going to get on the floor much this season. I really wouldn't be surprised if he redshirted, but you never know. He could come in on campus, and he can make an impact right away. Sometimes it don't matter how old you enough. Is you good enough? And, hey, this dude, he has a lot in his bag. Like, all his highlights that I've seen, he's dunking on dudes, dunking on, you know, innocent, just innocent kids, just trying to take charges and stuff. You ain't got to dunk on them. You ain't got to dunk on them, what? young man. Dunking on innocent just kids. innocent kids, trying to take charge, trying to make they, the right play for their coach. What are you talking about? They signed up to play. Yo, they didn't grab them out of the hot dog line. Sometimes when your coach tells you, son, if you don't take the charge, I ain't playing for you for the rest of the tournament. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. And then yeah. you get dunked on, you look at coach, and there's no call there because the ref's too busy and all from the 
dunk, that's a problem. When you so, look, when the ref's got getting it on his phone to put yeah, on Instagram, yeah, man, that's, that's not a, a good look. That's uncomfortable. That's not a good look. Yeah. But Devin Pryor, he's that dude. He's gonna come in really young. And if you see, you know, him and Chris Johnson, the both freshmen, both from the Houston area, and you look at the rest of the roster, Tyrese Hunter, Kendall Weaver, uh, Max Aismas, Brock, Dylan Mitchell, Dylan the Sue, Zerick Oyama, Caden Shedrick, like this team is getting deeper and deeper as the weeks go on. And Coach Terry, I know he's really excited about this being his team. Last year, everybody was talking about, yeah, Coach, you did a good job and all, but you inherited Chris Beard's squad. Mm -hmm. Now, Coach Terry, this is your team. They look like they're ready to go back to the Elite Eight and make some noise. And there's a lot of talent in college basketball. I always say, which is very true, you got to be able to beat teams in multiple ways. Some days you're going to have a really good shooting night. Oh, I forgot about Ethiel Horton, too, coming from UCF last mm -hmm. week. Sometimes you got to be able to shoot the piss out the ball. <laughs> All right. Sometimes you got to be able to throw the ball inside and say, well, yo, big man, go get us a bucket. And your big man has to say, I will do that. You got that in Shedrick and DeSue. You got your shooters in Aismas and Horton. You got your floor general in Tyrese Hunter. You got your blue man who – to every other team, he could be a little bit dirty, but to Horn fans, that's what you love. And a Brock Cunningham, you got your high flyers and Dylan Mitchell. You got a little bit of everything, and that's what you need if you want to win a national championship. And ain't rocket science. It ain't. It's very simple. If you get dudes, then you'll be able to compete. UConn had dudes. Yep. Two years before, Baylor had dudes. That's how you win, and Coach Terry – Terrific job with this roster. Can't wait till October. Yeah, interesting news there with Texas. They keep adding pieces for this 23-24 basketball season. So all that's out there. If you want to throw in, Specs text line is 337-3776. We will also take your thoughts, Texas fans, on the two newbies you get to deal with in the Big 12 this year. You will not play Cincinnati. I'm not saying you don't play them ever, but you're going to have to schedule them in a non-conference or play them in a bowl game because you're not playing them this year. Or it could be Big 12 title game, to be fair. You could play them there. You will not be dealing with UCF this year, which that's good news because that's probably the best team of the new teams in the uh, the Big 12. You will, however, deal with BYU and Houston. Zay, which of these teams do you want to focus on first here? As a Longhorn fan, you know you go to Houston and you know you host BYU. There's obviously some PTSD from BYU a couple times where everybody wants to joke about dudes on bicycles and Taysom Hill and all that. Where's your focus with these two teams? Yeah, I think if you were going to Utah, I'd be a little nervous, but not as much them coming to DKR. I guess it would be U of H. I mean, Donovan Smith beat you up last year in Lubbock. Now mm -hmm. he's at a new location down with Hogerson at U of H, but they got 12 starters coming back. I think they might, you know, they're going to get up for Texas. <laughs> like we, they're just, everybody is, but why, especially them. Like, especially them. They yeah. want their respect. And, and they you get probably, them at home. And they you right? get them at home, exactly. Get to host them in that stadium. So, so it's one of the trap games on the schedule from Baylor to Iowa State, second to last game of the season before you play Tech. There's a lot of trap games in 2023, and it's very scary. But, hey, you're picked to win the Big 12 for a reason. You got the roster. You got the depth. You know, the coaching has to be there. But, again, Talent has to override coaching at some point. Yeah. You, you, you know, you brought guys in, you've recruited well, and 
BYU and Houston, they shouldn't be a problem for you. Yeah, the, Texas definitely should win those games. Donovan Smith is an interesting guy to bring up, like you did. And, of course, with, when it comes to skill guys and quarterbacks, uh, Dana Holgerson will always get you focused on that. But interesting to me, Dana Holgerson is not bringing any skill or any quarterbacks to Big 12 Media Days. He's bringing a defensive lineman, two offensive linemen, and a linebacker for whatever that tells us. Um, but that game, interestingly enough, that's October 21st. What does that mean? Texas will be off a bye. Houston will have just played West Virginia on a Thursday, so they'll get a little extra time. But that's an interesting little scheduling blip, too, for Houston. Good news, you get to host Texas. Bad news, Texas is off a bye. And Zay, whatever happens against OU and whatever happened in Tuscaloosa, if there's any feelings the Longhorns need to get off their chest, if there's any anger they need to get out of their system, they will be taking it out on Houston with a week off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's a game Texas absolutely has to deal with. So you talk about Donovan Smith not being there, Dana Hogerson not bringing in any skilled guys to Big 12 media days. Do you think that there's a quarterback battle? Because or he's not sold on Smith. It's his first. It's the first question. If I get to talk to him, that's the first question I'm asking. Right, coach. You're known for offense. You're known for dealing with quarterbacks and all this kind of stuff. I see Donovan Smith listed as your starter in places. Do you agree with that? Is there a battle coming? Why is he? You know, and and he's not here. Donovan Smith does have listed as a junior. He's got some experience. So some people don't think those matter. Some people think that that's us media members flipping out, but I always look for who's bringing quarterbacks, especially quarterback-oriented coaches. Holgerson's not bringing one, and neither is Mike Gundy. I think that matters. That does matter. That tells me something. So for it, those two guys, I would— Neither is Sonny Dykes. That's true. you. I'm specifically asking those guys, why not him? Is there a battle? That's what you have to talk to about those guys uh, when they don't bring quarterbacks. So we'll talk a little Houston and BYU today if you have thoughts on those. Remember, it's those two along with Baylor, Kansas, Oklahoma State, the aforementioned there with Mike Gundy not bringing a quarterback, TCU, no quarterback there either, like Zay mentioned, and Texas. They are bringing their quarterback, by the way, Quinn Ewers, and a couple skilled guys in Xavier Worthy and Jordan Whittington. I, I know we're about to get to break and stuff. Chad, go to your Twitter because I sent you this photo of what I'm about to talk about here. It, it, it could be where we at type stuff, but I'm not even going to waste my time. Miles Turner, come on, bro. Come on, dog. What happened That now? outfit that you were rocking that summer league, wow. <laughs> you, oh, whoa. Miles, you look like my Auntie Bernice. My Auntie Bernice who oh, just got back from Italy my. from spending the bag from my uncle. Ray Ray, you look very, very interesting, brother. Okay. Very interesting. I have a slightly different description for that. That looks like something Tyler Perry would wear for a bit. That looks like something Tyler Perry would wear to make me laugh. So Doesn't it? <laughs> like, what are we doing? And I don't know if he's a man or a woman in that situation either. Because you mentioned Auntie Bernice. Tyler Perry is dressed like that, and he's trying to convince me of something. I just don't know what it is, but I know I'm supposed to be laughing at it. Miles Turner, come on, doll. You a Texan, former Texas great. That's great. You had a solid one year. I'll give you that. But, bruh, this dude has on a very colorful scarf. It looks like Easter Sunday. It looks like Auntie Bernice on Easter Sunday. Has on the loafers. Oh, my God. He's got on the pink. Is that pink or salmon? 
capris. Yes. They're not, I'm going to say pink. Okay, it's pink. That's straight up pink. With an all-white shirt. Like, I get it. It's Vegas. <laughs> You're trying to be fashionable, but dog, man. I, he makes it look way better than I would. Wow. That doesn't say much, but yeah. I can't get away with that. I will never. <laughs> That's terrible. That is terrible. I just retweeted it at C Hastings 1049. Zay is at ain't that underscore Zay. Go check out Miles Turner. So as good as Kai Jones was in that one moment, you're saying that Turner is that bad in his one moment. It's a tough fit. <laughs> it's, a bit- it's a tough fit. Very zesty. I'm not going to lie. Very are, zesty. Are you saying his fit is not on point? Oh, man. That's what I got told at the Harry Styles concert, that my fit was on point. Is his fit on point, Zay? It's not. Okay, fair enough. I, I wish I could say it was. You oh. know, I wish I Because, you know, he's a Texas brother. You I know. know? I want to be there for him. But got, this is tough. I got to go get that scarf. That is incredible. I got to go get that scarf from my mother. Oh my, oh, my Lord. All right, coming up at 105, Joe Cook of Inside Texas and On3.com. Up next in the crap bag, UFC 290 gave us a great card and a wild upset at Wimbledon has an American name you might need to learn into the quarterfinals. Next on the Horn. I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave. Chad and Zay. Oh, my goodness. Do your little turn on the catwalk. All right, Zay, sadly, I know who this is. If you hadn't played it and you weren't staring at it, would you actually know the name of this artist? I would not. I'm just picturing Miles Turner dancing to this while he got ready for his summer league game. Oh, man. Those guys were rocking those mesh shirts in the video. Right said Fred is the artist, correct? Yep. Oh, my God. Uh, yes, Miles Turner getting a little, uh, getting some comments on social media, and to the person who tweeted out the picture of Damon Wayans and David Allen Greer from Men on Films. <laughs> Yeah, kind of close. It does look like one of those outfits. I had not really thought of that. Uh, we hope you're having a good Monday. Big 12 Media Day is coming up on Wednesday. Texas a part of day one. Oklahoma a part of day two. So if you're wondering about how those two will be treated, it is the first time Texas has been first day. Like, the whole time I've been covering Texas, I can't remember them being first day. They always save Texas till the end. But then for some reason, this is Texas in the early side. They'll go BYU and Houston on day one in terms of the newbies. Cincinnati and UCF will get to go day two. So Gus Malzahn, you realize that, don't you? Gus Malzahn's going to Jerry World. That's UCF's coach. Huh? Everybody remember that guy? Yeah, him. Gus Malzahn, you know they're going to be chunking it around at UCF. F. We'll get to some more Big 12 talk throughout the, the day. Joe Cook coming up from inside Texas. Right now, let's get you a crap bag. We will talk about people punching people and dudes punching tickets at Wimbledon. Here we go. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. There aren't many people that get equally as excited about fighting and tennis, but hey, that's what the crap bag is about sometimes. UFC 290. What a show we got on Saturday night. Shout out to Alexander Volkanovsky. Alexander the Great was awesome. You know how I know you're awesome in fighting? When you make a, a, a man or a woman that I know is great look ordinary. Just Ordinary. It's probably what Victor Wimbanyama is going to do to a lot of guys in the NBA. Yair Rodriguez, El Pantera, is awesome. 
but Alexander dominated him, absolutely dominated him, finished him in the third round, fifth defense of the belt. Volkanovski, you're a badass. The co-main event was a hell of a fight. Alexandra Pantoja, I thought he took the belt. I didn't want him to, but he took the belt from Brandon Moreno. I had it four rounds to one. I know one of the judges had it the other way, four rounds to one. I thought that was silly. Should, to me, it shouldn't have been a split. I think that was unanimous. You could go – well, you can go split decision, I guess – but not four rounds to one, Moreno. I thought he took the belt. That's what has to happen in a championship fight. I thought he took it. Also, the Drikus, I'm going to get the name wrong, Drikus Duplessis, something like that, the South African guy that beat Robert Whitaker and beat him bad and now probably gets to fight Adesanya. That show off, uh, that, that face-off in the ring is not safe for work, but it was entertaining. Dan Hooker got a crazy win Dan Hooker from Australia, I think is where Dan Hooker's from. Dan Hooker took a kick to the head, flush, took a kick right to the side of his head. It sounded like a baseball bat hitting a bag of potato chips, and he never flinched. He just kept coming, and he won the fight, and then Bo Nickel got a 38-second TKO. Uh, the other guy was on short notice. Uh, he took the fight literally three or four days' notice. A brave dude from Jamaica that took that on. But Bo Nickel got that win. UFC 290 was great. They've got good fights coming. The Adesanya thing is out there. There's other championship fights coming up. If you want to peek in, summertime is usually a good time to do it because they know football's not around, and they're throwing bigger fights at you. So it was good stuff on Saturday night. Plus, Zay at Wimbledon, the quick update is this. Djokovic is through to the quarters. That's his 56th Grand Slam quarterfinal. Easy money. Stupid. Only uh, Second only to Federer. He's through. But so is a young man named Christopher Eubanks. You go ahead, Chris Eubanks. He played at Georgia Tech. He is 6'7", long, lean, and a banger out there. Big-time serve, big-time strokes. He was egging the crowd on the whole time. He was asking (laughs) that crowd to get loud. It was great. And he knocked off Tsitsipas, the fifth seed in this tournament. Knocks off the number five seed. He fought back from two sets to one. He wins it in five sets. His reward is he gets to play the third seed in this tournament, Mr. Medvedev. He is on the opposite side, though. If I'm looking at it right, I think he's on the opposite side from Djokovic. It's about the only good news I can give him because that means he's on the side of Alcaraz. And if Alcaraz advances, that means he would have to take on Alcaraz in the semis if I'm reading the draw correctly. But congrats to Christopher Eubanks. Great story. We don't have many great men's, like American men's stories. Tiafo got knocked out in this tournament. So it was really cool to see Eubanks advance. So that is your update from Wimbledon as it rolls on. Djokovic just headed towards history, looking for number 20. Four and the Grand Slams and trying to match Roger with number eight at Wimbledon. A lot of stuff going on uh, around sports, uh, no matter what sports you like. If you're really focused in on football and maybe a little baseball and maybe a little basketball, let's get back to the Longhorn discussion with Joe Cook of Inside Texas. In fact, coming up here in a few minutes, the Major League Baseball draft cranks back up. No Longhorns drafted yet, but we'll ask Joe where he thinks some guys could end up in terms of a round. We'll get his thoughts on football as we get ready for media days, this basketball, latest basketball signing for Rodney Terry, and what is he think of David Pierce's new pitching coach. If you missed that story, David Pierce's new pitching coach is David Pierce. Go ahead and rack up the Spider-Man memes. How many of those are we going to get today with David Pierce? Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man? Yeah, that's, that's a classic what, meme. I like that. It's meme. a classic meme. You need to use it today because David Pierce is going with himself as his pitching coach. Saves a little money though. 
right? I'm assuming oh, yeah. you don't have to pay yourself extra to be your pitching coach. I mean, I'll go to CDC and be like, yo, I need both, dog. I need both. Run, run it up. Run it up a little bit. See, I need both. I need that pitching coach money and that skipper money. CDC, I know this guy. He needs a little <laughs> extra money. He needs a little bit extra. We'll talk to Joe about that coming up. Glad you're with us on this Monday. Don't move. It's the Horn.